Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 199 of the Debt Free Dad podcast. Now, you probably have heard the term SMARKLES before, but what exactly does it mean? Well, SMART is an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. And these five elements work together to, cre- to create a framework that turns your dreams into actionable and achievable objectives. Now, in today's episode, we're going to break down each component of the SMART goal exploring why they're crucial for success and how you can apply them to get out of debt and make 2024 better than ever. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast with Brad Nelson. Brad and his co-hosts experience the anxiety of living paycheck to paycheck before learning the fundamentals of financial success. They are now on a mission to empower regular people to pay off their debt for good and enjoy happier, less stressful lives. Keep listening for inspirational interviews, tips, tricks, and practical advice to gain financial freedom. Hey, 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 how is everyone doing today? Welcome to uh, today's podcast episode. So glad that you guys are joining us. Today we are talking about the importance of goals, setting financial goals, uh, and crazy enough, guys, I can't even believe that uh, we are honestly wrapping up our fourth season. Uh, we got one more episode to go, episode 200, which is next week. You guys got to make sure you tune in for that. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like the five of us just got together here exactly like a year ago to start talking about this year. And here we are already. A year has gone by. I feel like, you know, and, and Katie, we were just, you just mentioned high school reunions and we actually just had our high school reunion. I did not, I unfortunately did not go, but we have done four years of this podcast now. I feel like we are all completed high school now. <laughs> now, we had some new students join us this year with Chris and Katie. <laughs> but, We're finishing our freshman year. Yeah. <laughs> now, Chris, Chris might, yeah, he's a little bit more seasoned. He's he's a, He's been around the block with his podcast, but um, but yeah, what do you I, guys- I came back to school. I dropped out and then I came back to finish up school. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys, what do you guys feel about that? crazy we were just talking yeah we were just talking about this today or just before that like i was just talking to my wife before we got on here and i was just like it's been four i mean i just can't believe how fast it's gone you know um i think it's just it's just one of those things where i just remember that you know you me and amber talking about it like yeah let's try this you know and here we are it's like whoa four years later went by really quick crazy isn't it it's wild yeah (laughs) yeah I think I, uh, I look back today. I saw I sent you an email on November 13th of 2019, Brad, because you had texted me and asked me, hey, how do you do this podcast thing? What equipment <laughs> do I need if you remember? And I walked you through the equipment that you needed to get. And I said, here's a link that'll walk you step by step how to do a podcast. And then I looked about six, eight, six, seven weeks later, the three of you started this podcast. Yeah. I'm like, wow, they got that thing up and running in a hurry. You yeah. just got to do it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. now, now Jump don't in. be taking the thunder of next week's episode away. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. You guys are getting way too far. That's 200. We're on 199. We're talking about goal setting right, now right, today. Right, right. Right? <laughs> Set those goals to get it started. Yeah. So why do we want to talk about goals? Well, I, again, goals are going to give you some really great direction in your uh, financial life. Uh, goal setting is going to help you identify what's important to you, especially when it comes to your finances. Setting goals helps us measure progress towards success. Uh, goals help you stay motivated and setting good goals also keeps you accountable. Also, when it comes to like impulsive, wasteful and uh, emotional spending, I have found over the years. Now you guys let me know if you feel differently, but me personally, I found that having good goals has helped 
uh, decrease that kind of spending in my life. Because for a lot of people, I think, who are living paycheck to paycheck, and I see this a lot, we're all kind of wishy-washy with our goals. We don't really have any real solid, strong goals. And when you don't have that, it's easy to let today's marketing, which is so good, by the way, uh, take over your emotion, get you to buy a bunch of stuff, maybe with cash. And for a lot of us, not even with cash and going into debt for a bunch of stuff that we don't need. And, and a lot of that is just to kind of, you know, um, make yourself feel good in that moment. And I want that purchase, right? But when you have good goals and you're working towards something bigger and you want something more, you're willing to kind of say no to some of that stuff because you want whatever is going to be in their future, right? Well, I mean, how do you guys feel about that? Yeah, you definitely have to look at it as like, what am I doing today that is working towards where I want to be in one year, two years, four years, whatever. And you have to like think, does this, what I'm doing right now, impact that like end goal? Yeah, I think for and us, think it- goal setting, goal setting is, it's like budgeting. It's something that the first couple times you do it, you really don't know how to write a goal you don't know what should be in a goal. Most of your goals are probably things for tomorrow or next week because you've got so much financial stress. The monkey's sort of on your back. But the more that you do goals and the more that you accomplish your goals, the better you get at them and the clearer they become and the easier they become. I think getting, you know, for us, getting out of debt was really probably one of the first real big goals we achieved. Um, you know, when we got really clear on what we were trying to do. Um, cause I would I'd say definitely before this time, um, and even probably today in some areas of my life, I'm definitely a little bit more wishy-washy on my goal setting. Um, <laughs> you know, like eating, you know, as I've getting older, like the doctors, like eating healthy, it's like, yeah, my goal is to do this. And then, then it's just, you know, I just, I don't have like really it's hard sometimes to set clear things when it comes to that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, and then he plows through a package of cookies. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, you know, emotional damage. Um, we'll start over again tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I, I do think, I do think like having goals um, and having a framework in which you can kind of really you know, set them and achieve them. It's just, it's just critical. It really is. Um, and I think if you can get this area, especially in your personal finances down um, for us, once we had some really clear goals, like you said, Brad, it was really easy then to, I shouldn't say easy. It's easier to not kind of stray and do those emotional things um, yeah. that kind of sabotage you. Well, I think for, at least for me, even today, I mean, setting goals is, is not, is not easy, you know? And I think the, the framework that we're going to kind of talk about today, when, when you think about it, it it's easy, but it, when you set goals, like goals are meant to stretch you a little bit and it's scary. Like you're looking at like, like we're doing this right now in our business. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've here at Devry dad, you know, I've, I started this business seven, eight years ago, and I personally feel like we have, we have brought it as far as I can with the knowledge and skills that I have. So to get it to the next level, like we have to take some steps that we haven't taken before. And we're starting to look at that, like from a financial standpoint and what are some tools and things like, you know, we're investing in this podcast right now and wanting to make this show bigger and better. And, you know, so we have to start looking at like, what are some things that we can start doing differently to achieve some of these bigger results that we want within this business here at Defree Dad so we can help more people, right? And when you're looking at that from a personal level and you're sitting out here on your own and you're like, you know, I want to, I want to pay off that credit card or I want to be able to next year have this amount of money in the bank or whatever it might be, or maybe it's not, maybe it's like Ryan and health or whatever. 
it can be scary to look at that and you're like wondering how the heck are we going to make that happen? Right. And I think, but having those, having that plan in place is, is a big part of it. We're going to talk about some other things about the parts that, you know, you're not unsure of. We're going to give you some tips here later, but for me, I don't know guys, it, it's a little scary to, to look at some of that stuff and, and maybe that's why I avoid it at times. And I think a lot of other people probably do too, because there is, there is some fear because you have to get outside of your comfort zone to achieve some of these things. But that's the key right there. What you just said is you've got to get outside your comfort zone to accomplish the things you, that you want to. And yes, early on goals may be more immediate, but eventually they're going to become more medium and long-term. And yes, you should have goals that really stretch you like goals that you're not sure how to accomplish goals that you're not sure that you can accomplish because that's how you stretch yourself. And that's how you grow. And, and goals, particularly the longer term ones are more like driving from, from here to Florida at nighttime. I can't see more than 50 yards ahead of me, but I know if I keep going, eventually I'll get there. And goals are sort of that way. I I can see where I'm at now. I can sort of see the finish line in terms of what it looks like or what I want to accomplish. But how I get there, what step B and C and D and E, that's the part of growth where you learn how to go from where you are to accomplishing your goals. And that's the joy, I think, of setting goals and accomplishing them, even though they may be difficult, is when you look back, you go, man, look what everything I did. And that's that's one of the moments that to me brings the most joy and happiness. Yeah. That's the hardest part though. I love setting goals. I'll set goals all day long. It's the, it's the execution. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> so I need to have those steps in place to make it happen or I'm yeah. lost. And I think a lot of people can feel that way. Yeah, for sure. I love a good tracking sheet or like something that's like, Oh, I'm, I can check this off of my list now, but yeah, I'm, I'm not always the best about yeah. starting the whole process. Yeah. Speaking of tracking sheets, make sure you stick around to the end of the episode. Cause we're going to have one for you here. That's going to help with some of this stuff. If you're looking to set some good financial goals for uh, 2024. So we'll share that here in just a second, but just want to share this quote. And then Ryan's going to kind of go through some of this framework here with you guys. Uh, this quote, unsuccessful people carry their goals around in their head, like marbles rattling around in a can. And we say a goal that is not in writing is merely a fantasy. And for a lot of people who are living paycheck to paycheck, I think that's a lot of what their goal setting is, at least with me working with a lot of people one-on-one. Uh, again, their goals are just kind of rolling around. They're, they're not really set in stone. So how can we, uh, how can we make these a little bit better, Ryan? Yeah. So, I mean, I think really, and you know, for, if you're not familiar with like the smart, you know, idea, this smart idea of setting goals, you know, this is just a framework of goal setting. And there's a lot of different ones out there. This is by no means like this is the only one you should use, uh, but it's pretty popular. And I think it's as you as we kind of walk through it today, it's just kind of, it breaks it down and easier to understand. Cause sometimes when it's like you, you get yourself a goal and you're like, Hey, the goal is to do this. It's like, wow, what, like, what, how do I do that? How do I accomplish it? This just kind of walks you through a little bit of kind of getting from that bigger goal down to where you're actually making steps towards that. Um, so kind of just to rehash again, SMART stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. And so um, if we look at the first one, which is specific, um, this is probably one of the, I mean, I know for me, um, one of the common mistakes I think people make, you know, they kind of have these big goals of like, I want to retire or I want to get out of debt. Um, I want to pay off my student loans. Um, and those are great, like overall goals to achieve. But, you know, I know when I wanted to get out of debt, 
it was easy to be like, I want to get out of debt. And then, ooh, shiny object. I want to buy that today because I wasn't being very specific. I mean, we all want to get out of debt. We all want to retire. We all want to do these big, huge things. But um, I know for me, I don't know about how you all feel, but I think like being specific um, about, okay, so let's just take the, I want to retire. What, at what age? I think just getting that changes things. Like if I'm 28, that might be harder to answer, but if you're 55 and you want to retire at 67, well, that's, 12 years now suddenly it's like it changes things of like when you say i want to retire at this age um but how do you i mean have, do you guys feel that way like from a specific standpoint of goal setting like being very specific about what you're trying to accomplish yeah people yes, are way I, too vague with with things and so if your goal is to say for example i want to get out of debt okay well how much debt do you need to pay off to get out of debt take that number and now say, I want to pay off $74,321 of debt. Well, now you've made it specific. Okay, now you've got a number that you can work towards. And that sort of carries over. I know what you're going to talk about with the second one. But yes, you have. You cannot be vague. You can't say, you know, I want to go on vacation next year. Well, what does that vacation look like? Where's it going to be? What's it going to cost? Those are the types of specifics that you have to start to spell out, which, by the way, is sort of part of your your steps, your checklist, so to speak. What do I need to do to get there? That's sort of the beginning of that process. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I think specific kind of plays into, you know, good budgeting habits too. You think of, you know, the idea behind sinking funds and saving up towards future expenses and things like that. Having a specific amount, a planned amount, like this is what we need. And then we're going to break that down even further to how do we get to that point. Right. Yeah, when I always would say every year, I want to get out of debt. I had never added up what that number was. I had never set a plan for it. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to work on that. And then I was still charging to my credit cards and all of that. So, yeah, you can't just make a statement and then do nothing. Start New Year's resolutions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think even even that that that, uh, you know, that 74,000 number, you can even then take that and then break that down even to me into more specific goals. So that might be like, I need to pay off $74,000 in debt, but then, okay, what is, what does that 74,000 make up? Maybe it makes up, you know, 10 different types of, uh, things that you owe on it. Well, then it's like, okay, I want to pay this one, this, you know, and then you can really start getting specific about it. So I think, Totally agree. You need to start and be very honest with yourself and specific about what it is you're trying to accomplish. So um, you see the end result. And then now you're talking about the shorter term and medium term goals that it, now it takes to accomplish the bigger goal. Right. And that sort of becomes your checklist. Right. Yeah. I think the next, the next one then is measurable. And I think that, you know, kind of Katie, you mentioned it, you know, having some tracker sheet, but it should allow you to track your process, you know, your progress along the way. So like, you want to make sure. And I think with debt, it's easy to kind of have that sort of, you know, if you're, if you're willing to be specific in the first goal, then tracking your payoff of debt is it's kind of a given that it's measurable because you've now said, I want to pay off $10,000. And so now you can set up a tracker sheet or whatever it is that you uh, find that you need a debt-free dad planner. Um, and then you can kind of list it out and then really start kind of going down the road and kind of tracking every month about what you're doing. Yes. My, my love of spreadsheets is where this one comes in. Cause I'm like, okay, I have what my monthly budget is, but then I have my overall snowball chart of 
what debts do I still have to pay off? And like, okay, what's the payment on it? Okay, well, when that one's paid off, what's the that going to roll over into the next debt? And how soon can I pay that one off? So, yeah, I I love the measurements now that I actually have something to work towards because before it was just a panic. Like when I joined Roots, I didn't have a plan. I'm just like, I got to do something. I got to change something. So now that I have a focus, I have actual like, okay, by this date or by this age, I'm going to be able to do this. And I have actual specific goals that I never would have had before I started all of this in Roots. Yep. Yeah, so in, in Roots and even our, our free Life Without Payments workshop, which you can go to our website and sign up for, one of the very first goals that we give anybody who wants to just start the process is, you guys hear it a lot on the show, is is building that first emergency fund. And we tell you, 1000 to $3,000 should be your goal, and we suggest get it done in 30 to 60 days. There you go. You have your amount, and then you have your measure. That's the time you want to get it done in. Now, if you don't get it done in 60 days, it doesn't mean that you're a failure. But I think the key, the measurable part creates uh, the urgency behind it. Because if you don't give it any sort of measure, if you don't give it any sort of timeline, um, it's just kind of like, well, well, someday I'll get there. Well, someday never comes. If, right. You, know, you want to put a deadline. Like, this is when we want to get it done by. So the third one of the smart, so we have specific, measurable. The third one is achievable. Now, I don't know about you guys. I'll let you guys answer this. But I know for me, when I wanted to get out of debt, it was like, okay, if the stars all align perfectly, if we don't spend any of our Christmas money, if we don't do this, if we don't get sick, if the kids don't have to eat, if they don't have any surprise, if everything works perfect, in 18 months, we'll be out of debt. And it's oh, yeah. like, and you won the lottery. Within like the first 30 or 60 days, it's like 90% of the stuff I said wasn't going to happen, happened. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this doesn't work. So I think for me, I mean, you got yeah, like, Whatever it is you're setting, I mean, you got to make sure that you're being realistic and that it's achievable. It took me 30, 40 years to get into debt. It's not going to take you 12 months to get out. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, I had so the same the thing, f- too. I was like, I'm going. This is happening. We're, we're paying so much debt off. And even with our savings, I was like, we're going hard. We're going to save so much. And I just we just I, I set it too high. And I was just, uh, it wasn't super achievable because basically we were eating ramen and saving money <laughs> and it just wasn't achievable. So this is where the, the you've got to stretch yourself that I talked about earlier. You've got to set goals that really challenge you that you're maybe not certain that you're going to be able to accomplish. That's where that, that and achievable sort of, eh, where's that line between the two? It's a fine yeah. line. No, yeah, it is. Okay. And to say, you know, I want to pay out 72000 thousand one hundred forty one dollars by next week when you make you know, forty eight thousand dollars a year yeah that's unachievable okay so it sort of comes to the time thing that you talked about about as well brad is don't set it too soon otherwise you're going to be eating ramen noodles but i would i would say this i'd rather you set something that's unachievable than set something that's way too easy to accomplish given those two choices okay um you know for me if i said okay specifically i want to be a professional nfl player within two years. So I've got a timeline. I've got something that's measurable. I've got something that's specific, but I'm 52 years old. I'm not going to become a professional NFL player at this point. So that's unachievable. So you've you've sort of got to be realistic with yourself too. And that's with the fine line that makes it difficult to figure out what you can versus what you can't. I would say those stretch yourself, maybe make it a little bit more unachievable than too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you're feeling when you're looking at your goal and you're feeling a little uncomfortable, I think, I think you're there. Yep. You know, if you're looking yeah. at it and you're like, oh, this will be easy. 
yeah, if if you don't feel any sort of like pain in that, because um, pain isn't always a bad sign. You know, it's if this is going to stretch me a little bit, there's a little bit of fear in there. So I think I think you're there if you're if you're feeling a little bit, oof, like how are we going to get this done, right? I think uh, I think you're stretching then. And I would say the fact that your first step in roots is to get that thousand dollars in a short amount of time when for me, that seemed unachievable at that point. I was like, I am maxed out on all my credit cards. I have no savings. I am spending way more than I'm making. Like, how am I going to get a thousand dollars? I've never had a thousand dollars in savings before. So it does really make you go, Ugh, like that, that was a big, hairy, scary goal to even do that. But then it's like, okay, well then if Brad says I can do it, how do I do that? And, you know, selling stuff, you know, picking up extra jobs. I was doing the grocery delivery stuff before Instacart was a thing. Um, that was like, okay, this is how we get extra money. And then all of a sudden I could do it. And I'm like, what? I've never been able to do that before. This is amazing. So it's just like, Every little win that you can celebrate really also helps along the way. Like, okay, I can do the next thing. So, so for the audience out there, Katie, who might be saying, I can't come up with a thousand dollars. They're probably thinking the same thing you did. It's, it's impossible. I'll never be able to do that. But looking back, being honest, was it a lot easier than you probably thought at the moment? Oh yeah, it was. I I came up with it. I think I did it in 90 days. I don't think it was in the 60 days, but it happened. And I'm like, well, okay. Like that, that seemed impossible, but now, okay. What else can I do to hit these goals? Right. And I think that's the important thing with, with, when it, with achievable, it's like, I think for me, it's like, once you hit that first one, like probably when you, you know, I know when we first had our, or hit our first emergency fund savings and we were like, Oh wow, we did this. Then it was like the next goal. We do, we were a little bit more aggressive, not, not crazy aggressive, but it is, it does start to build. You start to build a little momentum and you start to realize that, Oh wow, this, that was achievable. And I did it. And then it's like the next thing you can be a little bit more, you know what? I can stretch myself a little bit more. I think I can do this. And I think we find that with a lot of people is at first it starts off with, maybe you are a little hesitant, but as you start yeah. gaining some momentum, you are willing to give up things and achieve and things start happening a little bit faster. Cause you realize like, I don't, I don't have these limits that I was putting on myself as much. Yeah. Well, I think you're talking about the, the, the recipe for building confidence and right. the only way to build confidence is take action. Action gets your results yeah. or failure. You're going to fail sometimes, that's okay, but you're also going to get results, and that's what builds the confidence, and you just keep repeating that. And that's that's where that momentum builds, absolutely. Yep. So the R in smart building or smart uh, goal setting is the R is relevant. And really, this is the goals should align with your overall objectives and be meaningful to you. And so they should contribute to your broader aspirations and fit into the bigger picture of your life and work. And it's like, you know, you might be hearing that and be like, oh, yeah, what does that mean? And I think what we talk a lot about on the show is like, what's your why? Like, why do you want to do this? Like, what's your purpose of like getting out of debt? And I know for me, like our, when my wife and I were struggling in debt, fighting about money all the time, our big why and the things that fit into this was like, we didn't want to fight about money anymore because we did it all the time. And our, our other big why at the time was we didn't, we wanted to set a, an example for our kids that you don't have to live like this and that they could, you know, potentially go to school and pay for it and be debt free and do all these things. And those were the two, those, 
like doing all these things always helped us be relevant. This is why we're doing this. We're not doing this to like pay it off so we can go buy something cool. That's that wasn't the important. It was these bigger things of what we were trying to accomplish. Definitely having less stress in my life because everything I did was based on, I don't have enough money to do this. How am I going to make this happen? And a lot of it was having to get rid of the pressure of other people's opinions. Like now that I don't care what other people think, life is so much easier, but it's like you don't get out of debt to impress other people. Like you get out of debt. So you yourself are a happier less stressed out person and you have choices like I moved back to the cold north in Wisconsin eight months of the year it is like right now it's 35 degrees outside I'm like "Mm, no not having it but I live closer to my family so I can see them regularly I can vacation to warm places um, and go back to Florida and see my friends and things like that but I can work from home and um, it gives me a lot of flexibility so it's like I, I know that I do have goals to become a snowbird before I'm like so excited to hit 55 and be able to do 55 plus communities in Florida yeah. because then I'm like, yes, then <laughs> don't like, rush there. I know. I'm not hey, that's rushing. A good goal. To get there, that's a good goal. But I'm like, then it's kind of like, all right, real estate is a little more affordable than once you hit that, hopefully by that point, um, so, things will go back so, to normal. So Ryan, let me, let me come back to something you said, if I don't, if you don't mind. Yeah. You had two whys when you first started, right? Yep. I'm assuming now, well, probably shouldn't put this out there, but I'm going to anywhere. I would imagine the fights have gone down, all right? Probably quite a bit. And then obviously, I think your kids are now gone. They've done the college thing, correct? So has your why grown now that you've accomplished those two? Yeah. I mean, for us, I mean, for, I mean, the big, the big thing that keeps us going now is we, we want to live a life of opportunity and uh, it's not stuff for us. I mean, I I would love, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not saying I would not like to have nicer things. I mean, of course we all do, but the bigger, the bigger trade for me and and I, we've talked about in the show, but I lost my job earlier this year after 22 years, basically cut, you're no longer needed. Um, And my wife and I always were just like, I can't imagine what our life would be like if uh, we didn't do this. Like it would have been, especially the way we were living. I mean, it would have been, <laughs> it would have been rough and it would have been rough really fast. And so, um, that's, and, and that's allowed me the opportunity to, to, to work with my brother and to, you know, come on board and help with debt free dad, things I wouldn't have been able to do before. I've, we've opened our life up, um, for so much more opportunity. And, and that is really our big why now is I don't want to, I just don't want to live this life that it's like, I got to go to work, pay bills for stuff that I don't really, you know, I did that life. I lived that life for a lot of years of having a bunch of nice stuff and we were miserable. I don't want to live that. I want, I mean, having so much more control of my time. That, that's our big why now. Like I own, we own our time. We own our choices. My wife could, she had an opportunity uh, with her, you know, she looks at opportunities and she can be choosy. You can be choosy about where you work. I mean, that's just so much more freedom than there's no, no amount of money can buy that. You know, and I don't want to trade. That's our big why now. I don't want to trade that for anything. So we had similar whys and we, we, we were tired of the fights. We were tired of being in debt. We were tired of the paycheck to paycheck. How are we going to put our kids through college? All those types of things. And then once we accomplished all those, it's like, now what next? 
And that's the cool thing to me is that the why can continue to change. It can continue to grow. And for me, you talk about opportunity. Opportunity is certainly part of what my why is, but it's embedded into the whole experience thing, which I've talked about many times. Because I'm not into things. I'm into having experiences. And sometimes those include opportunities. And that's the thing for, for the audience listening out there. If you're somebody going, you know, why should I do all of this? Yeah, there's the immediate whys. There's the immediate goals. But that why is going to keep growing and you're going to keep challenging yourself and coming back to the goals. You're going to be able to set some some really big goals and things that you never thought you would be able to accomplish. The more that you do some of these smaller things. And that that's the really cool point. Right. Well, and it's even <clears throat> sometimes it's not even changing your why by choice. It's by force. You know, I've this whole past year for me is it's been a big change of life, you know, right. and. Sometimes your why has to change, not because you're choosing to, but because that's what's life give that's what life has given you, you know. Yep. And, you know, living without debt, like Ryan said, opportunities and choices, even in the worst of times in your life, is still a huge benefit because I can sit here and think about, okay, how do I move on from this? And what's the next steps in my life? What are the things that I want to do? Um so it's all about recreating that why too, which is scary, by the way. <laughs> it's not it's not easy, but having the opportunity just to say that, because like you said, Ryan, you lost your job. I mean, if I would have, you know, lost a spouse and whole entire income I've lost and been in debt like I was 12, 13 years ago, my life would have been it would have been so tremendously worse right now. I mean, I'd probably be worrying about a roof over my kids' heads and feeding them and all that, along with dealing with losing a spouse. So, um, it, again, it, it, it is such a big part of this. Amber, now you didn't say anything. (laughs) This is like my worst one. I know, I know it is, but I like to pick on you when it comes up because, because I think we talk about it from a level like that, but you, you don't feel or needed to have that big level. I mean, you still had a why, but it just, it wasn't, um, maybe quite as, maybe quite as touchy feely. I'm not a touchy feely person. (laughs) Go figure. Um, no, no, not you. <laughs> I just don't, uh, I don't dig deep into the why I have a why I'm like, yeah, I wanted, this is like, I wanted to buy a house. That was my why. Just, I've wanted it for a long time, but I never went deep into my why. Um, and that's just never been me. So right. for me, the why is kind of part of my goal really. Which is totally okay. So if you're out there which, and you're, which and means you're, it's relevant. Oh, it's totally yeah, relevant. Totally yeah, relevant. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. But you right. don't have to go deep and dig right. deep into Correct. like touchy feely stuff. Yes. Right. Some people, yeah. I mean, there are people who get a little uh, fearful of that whole question of like, what's your why or purpose? Oh, when people keep asking me over and over yeah. in different ways, I'm like, can you just stop now? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not ready to go there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for some people, based on how you were raised and your life experiences, I mean, that's like pulling the onion back, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it could take a while to get there, or maybe it's not a place you really want to go. But right. I mean, to get out of debt or to achieve goals, it, it doesn't always have to be like this big, huge, meaningful thing. Yes, agreed. So. Um, so the last one, the last one then for this is time bound. And we've kind of touched on this a little bit through here. Um, uh, but basically goals should have a defined time frame or a deadline. And so, and you kind of mentioned this earlier, Brad, it kind of creates that sense of urgency, um, and prevents kind of procrastination and, you know, kind of going back to the very first one, which is specific where we kind of talked about, like, I want to retire one day, or I want to get out of debt. Like those statements are hundred percent 
and that was me procrastination easy easy like yeah tomorrow that's like i said getting healthy working out and eh, snooze i'll do that tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean it's it i think it is i th- i think that time it, i think it's just really important to to kind of set limits um and it, you know i think if you if you do that you'll find yourself making really good progress um if you if you kind of just set these goals and kind of just follow this framework i mean i think it's a, just a great starting point there are other ones out there that might work better for you hey have at it. We're by no means saying this is the way you got to do it. But right. if you've never done a goal setting, this is a good first step to just kind of walk through like what you're trying to accomplish and just write it down. And it, you'll probably have a more defined outlook of what you're trying to do. Right. Well, I think you bring up, you, you kind of bring up a good point about the whole health thing or even, even the money side. Like, you know, we tell people, people who may want to join Brutes or listen to this podcast. And it's like, well, do I have to be, want to be debt free to like do all the stuff that you guys talk about? What if I just want to pay off my credit cards? It'll work for you. This will work. There's nothing wrong with what we're doing here. Like, just because we don't have the same financial goals doesn't mean, like, the system and the process doesn't work. Or, you know, even if you have, you know, someone who, like, you know, you look at people who want to get healthy. There are people who are, have the, and I wish I could be these people, have the discipline and the consistency to eat organic, never have sugar, never have a beer, never have it. Listen, that ain't me. (laughs) I'm all willing to be, like, healthy, work out, get my exercise in, but... Um, I don't want to live that way. Like, that's just my personal choice. It doesn't mean that I'm less of a person. It's just not aligned with what I want to be or what I deem as healthy for myself. Like I want to be able to have a beer and not have to worry about it. And I don't care if you don't want to have one. (laughs) So you, you really want to have that kind of buy into your goals. And I think that is one big thing when it comes to people who, who gain control of their personal finances. Most of us don't care what you think. We just don't care. Like, I, I don't care that you think my truck is ugly or that it's silly that I budget or I, I just don't care. Like, I'm over here living my life and I love it and things are good and nothing you say is going to change that. So you, you, but too many people are swayed. And that is one thing I want to bring up because we didn't talk about it. And uh, it's the risk of sharing your goals. And I just looked this up as you guys were talking, because we've talked about this before, um, should you share your goal with with other people? What do you guys think? Sure. I like sharing my goal with other people. I feel like it keeps me accountable. That's exactly right. Is there's the, the accountability. So now <laughs> no, well, I don't need well, to share it with the, the micro- world, but <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> now I will say this. You you read a quote at the beginning of this um this podcast, Brad. And I think this is where that quote becomes relevant is if you have something that's specific, measurable, achievable, and relevant, but you don't put a time with it, it's not a goal, it's a dream. Yeah. And that's what separates a goal from a dream is that you have the time um, element to it. Yeah. yeah. The thing I, I think I would just caution people when going back to the question of do you tell people, number one, make sure you're telling someone that is going to be there to support you and cheer you on. Because most people are going to look at your goal and say, um, that scares me because you're doing something better than me. And now I'm going to project on you that you shouldn't do that. Like an older brother, like an older brother, like my, <laughs> my like him right here. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's where it can become a little dangerous. Also, uh, there has been scientific studies on this. You should look it up. I don't have all of the, you know, info here, information here, but I've read so much about it where it says like, when you actually s- talk to someone and tell them the goal that you want to achieve, 
your brain doesn't know the difference of whether it achieved it or you're just starting it out. It releases the same type of dopamine in your mind. Like you've already achieved it. So what, what they say is don't tell a lot of people, at least tell just a few, if maybe none at all, because you're actually tricking your brain into thinking that you've already achieved it. I mean, how many people say like, I'm going to run a marathon. They go on Facebook and I'm running a marathon. I'm doing the Ironman or whatever. And he's like, it feels good. I'm motivated. But then what happens next day? We're opening up that big package of cookies. <laughs> Snooze. <laughs> <laughs> because it feels good to say it, even though you haven't really done anything yet. So that's why I say, just be careful with that. Like, don't, don't get overly excited about it. It's easy to do because it's like, oh, I'm going to achieve this big thing. But the hard work comes in the next day when you actually got to put in the work. Right. So in addition, obviously, like we talked about here today, if you're having a hard time, we talked about, you know, making sure that your goals stretch you. I think one of the things that we do want to mention is that you might find like some of these goals you need help with. That's one of the reasons why this podcast exists, uh, especially when it comes to your personal finances, getting out of debt, ending paycheck to paycheck living. If you're going through this and setting your financial goals and you're like, I don't, I don't know how I can get out of debt. I don't know how I can budget. I don't know how I can do the things that I need to get done. This is where you need to ask for help. It's just like what we're doing for our podcast right now. We want to get our podcast to the next level. We want it to be bigger. We want it to be better. None of us really know how to do that. So we're hiring someone to come in and show us how to do it and tell us all the things that we need to do in order to get there because we have this goal and we need some someone else who's gone down the path that knows how to do that. So look for those teachers. Look for those leaders. Look for those people that are in your circle. And if you're not in there, find them. Find them in books. Find them on podcasts. Obviously, we have memberships here, like Roots of Personal Finance. Like, there's so many ways uh, that you can do it. Now, Ryan, you created a little worksheet for these guys. Can you tell them where to find it? Yeah. So we, so just if you if you're not familiar with this, um, we created a you know worksheet that you can download. Um, so basically, you're going to head over to the DebtFreeDadPodcast.com and you can click on episode number 199, and you will find the link in that post, um, and you can download it for free. Um, and then it's just kind of a template. I believe it's about five or six pages, gives you an example of kind of uh, a goal being broken down and then kind of gives you five pages of just blank goal setting sheets that you can use uh, to kind of kickstart your goals uh, heading into next year. So the Totally Awesome Debt Freedom Planner is helping so many people make consistent progress with their finances, whether that be building emergency funds, paying down bills, budgeting, tracking paydays, saving up for larger purchases, goal planning and planning for those irregular yearly expenses that always seem to catch you by surprise. Now, the Debt Freedom Planner will help you take the stress out of managing your money. And if the thought is running through your mind, hey, I just need to have a simple tool to get my finances together, this planner is perfect for you. Head over to therealdebtfreedad.com, click on the Debt Freedom Planner in the menu at the top of the page, and order your Debt Freedom Planner today. That's how it means it's time for the celebrations of the show. First, we have Aaron Hood. I moved my emergency fund to a high yield savings account. Christmas shopping is done. So extra envelope money going to the memorial tattoo envelope. So those are very close to being paid for. Yeah, there you go, Aaron. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I'm win. jealous about the Christmas shopping. Yeah. I haven't even started, you guys. <laughs> I've done I've done a few now. I've done a few. It's like the week of Thanksgiving as we're recording this. I'm getting there. So <laughs> 
<laughs> but totally jealous. Vicky Garrett's, I have paid cash all week for my budgeted envelope system, and I am working overtime this week to get my emergency fund funded. Vicky, love that. Budgeting wins. Uh, such a such a great job. Carla Krukowski Shaw says, I've saved an extra $100 for Christmas. There you go, Carla. Congratulations to you. And Ann Rudizia, I'm sorry. Ann Rusitis. Rusitis. All right. <laughs> God bless you. Um, I realized my seriously bad habits and behaviors in spending and made a plan to turn it around. A super win, though, was finding $70 in gift cards to Walmart and being able to get groceries way under budget. It's like finding free money, right, Ann? All right. Good job. Yeah. Awesome job, Ann. And I know she's she's had some ups and downs this year. I uh, had a had a death in the family and is getting back on the wagon now. And uh, it's awesome that she's back to it. Uh, and Claudia and Kelsey, I was able to put $100 into my envelope system. Awesome. Way to go, Claudia. Congratulations to you guys. And congratulations to all you guys out there who are putting in the hard work to ease financial stress and get yourselves out of debt. Remember to get all the resources, show notes, and links for today's show. Go over to the DeafreeDadPodcast.com and check out episode 199, including that free handout uh, to set up your goals for 2024. Hey, if you're just getting started with our podcast, or maybe you've been listening for some time and you're interested in how you can get started on the road to financial freedom, go visit our website at debtfreedad.com. Sign up for my free Life Without Payments workshop, where I'm going to show you the first steps that have helped tens of thousands of people just like you and I kick financial stress and worry for good. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Debt Free Dad podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Debt Free Dad. If you found value in today's episode, please leave us a rating and review. We so appreciate it. For resources, show notes, and links mentioned in today's show, visit DebtFreeDad.com. Catch you next week.